Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Let's talk about tight end rankings next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT in 5. I'm Chris Towers here with Adam Azer, and we're going to talk about tight end rankings, or as I like to refer to it, Travis Kelsey and then everybody else. Is that, is that accurate? Is that fair, Adam? Uh, I think it's Travis Kelsey and then Mark Andrews and everyone else. Yeah, yeah, that's probably right. I mean, look, there, there's some guys at tight end who might matter, but generally, so I mean, Travis Kelsey, I believe he outscored the number two tight end this season. That was TJ Hawkinson. I believe he outscored him by like 97 points. Uh, Travis Kelsey was, he scored about the equivalent of the number six wide receiver. I believe TJ Hawkinson was more like a low end number two wide receiver. So that just gives you the an idea of the edge that Travis Kelsey gave you this season. Although he is my number one player at the position. There's no question about it. He's a top five player. Adam Azer took him number one overall in a PPR mock draft that we did last week, but He's going to be 34 early next season. Is there any concern about Travis Kelsey not living up to expectations? It's just that. I mean, it's just the age. I really don't know how to calculate it at this point. People were worried about him at age 33, and he had an amazing <laughs> year, right? So until he starts showing some signs of slowing down, yeah. I'm not really that concerned. All right, the way we're going to do the rest of it, there, there's no question who the number one player is. There's probably no question who the number two player is for nearly every fantasy analyst. That's Mark Andrews. What we're going to do is the way we've done the other position rankings that I'm, Adam and I have talked about. We're just I'm just going to go through my rankings until we get to a disagreement. Mark Andrews, number two. We're in agreement there. Yes, sir. I think we're going to disagree here. I've got Kyle Pitts at number three. Do you yeah, disagree? Seventh. <laughs> I've got her third. Um, Interesting. No strong opinion, honest, honestly, after two. Mm-hmm. Uh, could really see them going anyway. I just think, you know, look, I like Drake London, and I just think that Arthur Smith is going to be really bad for for passing games. You know, he's just a great run coach. He wants to run mm-hmm. the ball. It's They run on anyone. They have great schemes. They're going to be successful at that, and it's just going to be hard for Pitts and London to both be good. So That's uh, fair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the thought process for me with Kyle Pitts at number three is I, I don't think the likely outcome is that he's the third highest scoring tight end. But when I'm talking about the tight end position, what I'm looking for is the tight end who can give you wide receiver one upside. And I don't think anybody besides Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews and Kyle Pitts can do that. I think even at their best, TJ Hawkinson, Dallas Goddard, George Kittle, the rest of them are likely to give you like the 21st best wide receivers kind of production. And I think Kyle Pitts, if I'm shooting for upside, he's the guy. Number four for me is TJ Hawkinson. Look, we saw Uh, some really big games. What was it? I'm fifth. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's fine. He's. We saw some really big games from him. I think double-digit catches in two of his final four games with the Vikings. He put up like 110 catch pace as a member of the Vikings with 950 yards and six touchdowns was the 17 game pace. So you kind of see what it was. There's a lot like a sort of like peak Zach Ertz, I think is what the upside could be for TJ Hawkinson in this offense, because the Vikings 
frankly, they kind of need another person to step up with Adam Thielen declining, KJ Osborne not taking the step, and Dalvin Cook looking like a step and a half slow this season, I thought. I think they need someone, but if they don't add anybody big in the, in free agency or in the draft, TJ Hawkinson could be in line for a huge role in that passing game. Dallas Goddard's fifth for me, George Kittle sixth. So I have Waller fourth. I go Kelsey, Andrews, Goddard, Waller, Hawkinson. I said I had Pitts seventh. I have him sixth. I have Kittle seventh. And the thing about Kittle is, I mean, it's it's really very simple. If Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel are both on the field and Christian McCaffrey, yep. I think Kittle has has the potential to be really bad most weeks. He'll have some huge weeks because he's Kittle. But it just look at his production. It's it's really just been mostly when somebody's been out. Yep. So I I mean I love Kittle. He's great, but I, that just concerns me. Forty Nine have a math problem. There's no question about it. This is not a pass heavy. Like it, this could be a situation where if they decided to throw forty times a game, it might be easier to to live with it. But the way they run their offense, as good as their offense is, it's really hard for everybody to live up to expectations. I go Dalton Schultz seventh. He's just kind of the the most oh, bulking no. starting tight end, but he's got such a solid role in that passing game that like. 750 yards, 780 yards, and eight touchdowns feels like a pretty safe projection for him. I have made, I I guess you have Waller pretty low then. I've got Waller ninth. I go Pat Fryermuth eighth and then Waller. I just think there's a little bit more upside there with Pat Fryermuth. I didn't love what we saw with Darren Waller and just questions about the QB in, in Oakland, not or Las Vegas, not knowing who the QB is going to be there. I go Evan Ingram 10th. Where do you have Evan Ingram? I have him ninth. I have Fryermuth 10th. That makes sense. Uh, Evan Ingram, man, weeks 14 through 16, he was a, a championship winner in that stretch. 26 of 33 passes for 337 yards and two touchdowns. One of the best stretches by any tight end this season. The other 13 games that he played heading into week 18 when I wrote my my notes, 43 crutches for 402 yards and two touchdowns. So he basically had three awesome games and was a total non-factor outside of that, but well, I could see moving the playoff, him. Though the playoffs, ninety-three yards and a touchdown. Yep. One yeah, that was a good game too. So yeah. there's there's That's upside right. there. I could see myself talking. I could see talking myself into moving him as high as tight end seven, but he is a free agent, so we don't know where he's going to play next season. David Joku, number eleven for me. Does he crack your top twelve? Number eleven. And then I go. I think there's a lot of options you could go with, but I'm going to go with one dart throw. I could have gone with Trey McBride, Jelani Woods, Isaiah Likely, Daniel Bellinger, or Greg Dulcich. They all had moments where I, I you know, just throw a dart on some upside, but I'm going to go with Chiga Conquo from the Tennessee yeah. Titans as my number 12. Look, I don't think the likeliest outcome is he's a starting caliber tight end, but we saw some really nice downfield production from him in that offense. I think the the Titans hopefully will be healthier next season. Ryan Tannehill really wasn't healthy for most of the second half. Who'd you go with for number 12? I went with Cole Komet. I think if Justin Fields just becomes a, you know, slightly above average passer and they have a lot more uh, production in the passing game, then that could benefit Komet. I think that's totally reasonable. And look, it's, it's unfair to say it's just Travis Kelsey and a bunch of guys. Maybe it's Travis Kelsey, and Mark Andrews, and a bunch of guys, because you see the, the uncertainty and the disagreement outside of those top two for, for Adam and I, I think that's going to be the case for, most fantasy drafters heading into 2023. That's going to do it for FFT and five. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about the divisional round of the NFL playoffs with C and a John. We're going to talk some player props and some DFS talk. We'll see you then. Mm-hmm.